Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Well, let's talk with someone <laughs> whose voice we always love hearing. The Mac is back. A turnaround shot that rattled wide. Subban one more try, deflected over the net, and the Pittsburgh Penguins again are the Stanley Cup champions. Chris Mack, a little toss. Here comes a gadget play. Randall L, he can throw. He was a quarterback in college. And he's thrown a touchdown to Heinz Ward in the Super Bowl. Bringing all his college plays. Barkley from inside his own five. Barkley with a lead. Barkley with a burst. Barkley down the sideline. Saquon Barkley wins the opening kick. 97 yards. Touchdown, Nickney Lions. He's our guy. You know him as host of the BetQLU podcast every Thursday on YouTube. Also host on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. And... They have a special, very special two-hour bowl preview edition on the BetQLU Pod. It drops tonight on YouTube. And tomorrow on the network, you're going to get in-depth previews of the college football playoff semifinals and the rest of the New Year's six picks and leans on every game from the Camellia Bowl to the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Make sure you tune into that. Chris, good morning to you. And, oh, so I love the Santa hat. Before we get into Christmas, the holidays, Hanukkah, College football, mm-hmm. whatever. What is? Have you ever had or known someone who had a very strange pet, like besides a cat or a dog? Yeah, I remember for a time in, in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was a thing where people thought ferrets were cool. You remember that? There was a, yes. there was a very brief phase yes. while I was in college. People thought ferrets were cool. And they were just – there were one or two people. You'd go to their house for a party. They'd be like – Hey, you want to see my pet ferret, man? And everybody, no, I think I'm going to leave now. <laughs> no, and they're always high, gross. too. That's why they got that ferret. They're <laughs> yeah. like, hey, man, why don't we get a ferret, bro? Every time. You nailed that impression. They, they would not sound like comic book man from The Simpsons, who sounds like this. Which is much more <laughs> ah, there you go. Like. Yes. Okay, the reference landed. Somebody got it. I feel like yeah. most of my references, like, as a child, came from The Simpsons. And everybody at church was like, um your daughter should not be watching the simpsons at age six but i was uh that and saturday night trash underneath your deck you could leave for me chelsea thank you very much 
Ooh, that's spot on. I didn't even remember Great. the voice, but now I know it. That was iconic, Chris. All right, so how about some of these games uh, that we see in bowl season, starting from, like, your favorite? Is there any bowl game that really struck your fancy when it came to, you know, picking a side or a total? Yeah, I mean, I, I still – I think I may have mentioned this when we when we talked about it right after the playoff committee snubbed uh, Florida State, but Florida State-Georgia – in the Orange Bowl, I absolutely love Florida State getting two touchdowns. Look, I get it. Carson Beck's coming back. He's going to play in this game. There are a number of injuries and opt-outs in important spots for Florida State. But it's just, there's something about a team feeling like the most disrespect, feeling like a skunk living under someone's deck, as it were. Um, <laughs> all the motivation is on Florida State side here. Georgia comes in having had their losing or excuse me their winning streak broken with the loss to Alabama in the SEC title game. I don't know how many Bulldogs are still looking around for you know, oh we get to go play in the Orange Bowl. Great. It's the first meaningless game we've played in 2 years. This should be fun. You talk about the motivation factor in so many of these bowl games. I think it's entirely on Florida State side playing the disrespect card. I don't know if they necessarily upset Georgia in this game, but two touchdowns still seems like way too much to me. So I absolutely love Florida State. Chris, I wanted to ask you about Michigan, Alabama, and I know that we'll probably ask you this again, but it's fascinating the the line movement we have seen in this game. And I see everyone on Alabama and the money has moved the line in that direction. Is there something I'm missing here? Do people not like Michigan, or is Alabama really a better team? Has Michigan not played a tough enough schedule, and then they will get their due come this semifinal? I, I think this is two things. It's it's coaching and quarterbacks, right? Nick Saban okay. being given multiple weeks to prepare for an opponent, even the best defense in the country, statistically, even the best run game in the country, Nick Saban's going to find a way, much like Bill Belichick used to do, uh, for the Patriots, he will find a way to take away your biggest strength. And I have to think he's going to find a way to take away Michigan's biggest strengths or at least neutralize them to the extent that the offensive game plan for Michigan is going to have to be thrown on J.J. McCarthy's shoulders. And then it becomes a battle of McCarthy versus Milrow. And Milrow over the last six weeks has been a Heisman-level quarterback for the Tide. And... This is not the same guy we saw in September when a, a lot of us were ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, nope, Milrow's not the guy. Nope, can't do it. Find somebody else, Nick. Nope, Jalen Milrow has completely turned it around. And if this game gets thrown on the shoulders of the quarterbacks, then absolutely, even against that Michigan defense, I'm going to take Jalen Milrow. And I think that's why everybody's, you know, as they've had a couple weeks to sit down and digest this thing, they go, okay. Harbaugh, yeah, we don't, Harbaugh might not even be here in a couple weeks, right? With everything that's coming down, he may be uh, he may be out in L.A. with the Chargers in a month. He, he may be, you know, who knows? He's not going to be in Michigan if all of these accusations that come down end up having some sort of impact on the program. We could definitely see him flying the coop. And meanwhile, Nick Saban's just sitting at his big desk with the leather-bound volumes behind him. The encyclopedia of uh, college football coaching inside his gray matter coming up with multiple ways to neutralize the threats of the Michigan Wolverines. 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I'm excited to actually watch that one because I think the strange thing is we haven't seen this line move much since like the first few days it opened. I'll be interested to see if this line moves anymore before we see this game take place on New Year's Day of 2024. Okay, I wanted to ask you about the Steelers because every time I see a headline about the Steelers, it's always something dramatic. This week, it's George Pickens, who admitted that he didn't want to block because he didn't want to get hurt. I don't know why you would admit this, but here's my question. Are the Steelers the most dramatic team in the NFL? It feels like it. I mean, when you don't have a quarterback, really, and everybody else on that side of the ball is frustrated by what is just a a complete and total inability to generate offense, you've got guys on the other side whose prime is being wasted away, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, and everybody is looking around going, well, how, how do we fix this? And you have a coach, a head coach, whose number one skill, Mike Tomlin, is to be a motivator and leader of men, right? That's, that's what we rely on Mike Tomlin to be. He's that guy that guys want to go play for. They want to go to battle with. When teams have been in trouble in the past, he's been able to get things back together and get them headed in the right direction, and he can't even get them going. So, yeah, there is drama in Pittsburgh because for the first time in a long time, it feels like Mike Tomlin may not be able to fix it this year. And if Mike Tomlin can't fix it this year and he's got one year left on his deal, then one of two things happens. If they were to lose out and go into this death spiral continues, the possibility exists that Mike Tomlin may be on the market. As crazy as that sounds to some people, it's a possibility. Now, if he's able to kind of right the ship just a little bit in the final three weeks, win one or two of these final three games, even if it doesn't mean getting into the playoffs, then they probably extend him or at least add an extra year onto his deal so that there's some kind of continuity because the Rooney family and the Pittsburgh Steelers, above all else, even when it's failing, value continuity and stability. So, Chris, this is fascinating to me because we all know Mike Tomlin's reputation. But when you've been there so long, how much of this is 
he's he's certainly one of the better coaches in the NFL, no question about it. How much of this is he's not doing a good job with the pieces that he has versus maybe this team, maybe this squad needs a new voice? Because you do hear that from time to time. At some point, you got to move on and just have a different narrative, a different voice, a different way of doing things. Yeah, you know, we're both hockey fans, Jenk. So we know what it's like. In hockey, every time a power play fails three times in a row, they fire a head coach, right? And they move on to someone yeah. new because they want to try and spark the boys, right? Well, this this has gone on for a while now where if the Steelers don't win a playoff game this January, it will be the longest drought without a playoff victory in the Super Bowl era for the Pittsburgh wow. Steelers. And that's one thing that's been lost in all of this, I think. We argue a lot here in Pittsburgh about the local perspective on Mike Tomlin versus the national perspective on Mike Tomlin. I think people are starting to realize that, hey, maybe his voice just isn't getting through to some of these guys anymore. He came into the league, a young, fiery head coach, right, who was similar in age to some of the guys in his locker room. Well, it's been over 15 years now, and a lot of these guys that he's coaching are the same age as his kids, and maybe he just doesn't get through to them the same way. He doesn't get through to George Pickens the same way he got through to, say, Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell back in the day. And so, yeah, there's a big question about whether that voice has grown stale. And it's, you know, the Eagles moved on from Andy Reid at one point in their franchise's history, and it seemed to work out all right for them. They still managed to win a Super Bowl a few years later and go to a couple more. Okay, so what about this week for the Steelers? Getting two points against the Bengals? Is this a team you want to believe in? The problem with the Steelers is just they're kind of like my Titans. Every time you think they're not going to be good, that's when they're actually good. Do you have a take on this right. week's game? Yeah, I, I think if Mason Rudolph plays, I, I stay away from it. He, to be quite honest, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is at this point, even if Kenny Pickett makes a miraculous comeback from that tightrope ankle surgery. Uh, I stay away from the Steelers. I stay away from the Bengals right now, to be honest, too, because I, I keep waiting for the Jake Browning bubble to burst. Um, and mm -hmm. so... And the worst outing he's had to this point was against the Steelers in his first start. So I, I would stay away from that game. I, I think it's one to keep an eye on regarding the playoff picture, uh, especially. But I don't know if I'd have a bet on that one. It's just both the quarterback situation, both spots, too tenuous for me. He is Chris Mack, host of the BetQLU podcast, and they have a special two-hour edition dropping tonight on YouTube and tomorrow as well. Chris, we appreciate it, and thank you for your very valuable insight on pets as well. We needed that to sort of settle the debate here. Yes, just please leave some pork chops, preferably rotten. Yeah. <laughs> That's you. the voice. That's the character. <laughs> That's the one. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate That's what I was hoping for. I knew he'd deliver. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.